All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fanable.com Actual Play Podcast. I am Dave. I am joined by Billy. Hey, everybody. And uh, Dan. Uh, I'm not going to make that noise, but I am here. <laughs> You're not going to make the beginning of the, that. Oh, what the song? What, what's that song? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the one. I, 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 am, I am physically incapable, I believe, of making that sound, actually. I do the, not believe the, uh, my throat register goes that high. Immigrant song? Oh, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that is immigrant song, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, well, it's because you have, like, a deep, robust, silky voice, whereas right. Julie and I have... sound like we um, would love to help you fix your computer. Yes. <laughs> yes, we sound like people who are, we would be described as spinsters back in the 1920s. Really? Oh. What the I fuck is that? Assume. A spinster? It's an unmarried, I don't know, woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That, that is correct. No, no, you, you guys have actual range. You have register. I, I cannot go that high. Because you guys can go low, but you can also, like, I cannot. Like, I live physically. Uh, it cuts out. I cannot. Well, still throw, I'm not going to lie. It's weird. I cannot hit the high notes. Like, it sounds like away. someone's choking you. And yeah, no, exactly. I I mean, like... Hot? Yes. Without a fucking doubt, everything I do. But, uh, but also, yeah, maybe, maybe Reed, I can hear it. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Uh, so yeah, I'm here to take both of these lovely gentlemen into the world of the world of darkness once again. And so Billy and Dan, I have made characters for you. Yeah. I did neglect one thing that mm-hmm. you'll notice, uh, Billy and Dan nature and demeanor pick one out of the air. Y- y'all have played this game more than enough times. I'm sure you can remember mm-hmm. or just make it up. Yeah, I'm gonna make it up. And it's literally nature, the only th- nature Sorry. is like what you, what you really are. Demeanor is like what your it's mask what is. What you show the world. Yeah, kind it, of. it's how you inter. Demeanor I, is how you interact with the world. Nature is what drives you. So, for instance, if your nature is leader, but your demeanor is curmudgeon, you are like a Tom Waits, right? Like you're like mm-hmm. this fucking sucks. It's always gonna suck. However, listen to my words. I'll teach you how to make it suck less. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's how you get uh, demeanor is how you get one point of willpower back following your nature, which is harder, gets you all of your willpower back. Yeah. And willpower is useful. Here we found a website. Let's see. Ooh, Dan, I wish I had a website, right? Well, you should go to fanable.com, no, which might be filled with porn. I don't which, know anymore. But it's a website. Can't confirm. It, yeah. Does it have the info you're looking for? Yeah, maybe. It depends on what you're looking for. I Nature guess. and I demeanor mean, of dick. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. All right. First of all, my character is a dude. Uh, let's see. Agile combat expert with psychic reflexes. Okay. So based on... On that and only that knowledge, I will now choose a nature and demeanor. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Crusader's probably a good one. You're a frontline fighter for a better tomorrow. That looks like a good demeanor to have in the technocracy. Yeah. So, uh, right? so yeah, the, the, the jig is definitely up. It was not going to be able to, I was not going to be able to keep this cat in the bag too long. We are playing another uh, game in the technocracy world that I have run previously with Dan and mm-hmm. Billy and Jesus. Uh, you are not going to be 
playing your previous characters, you are going to be playing uh, non-enlightened. Um, uh, anyway, I like so I like Crusader as a frontline fighter, as as a, as a, as, a, as a demeanor, and then as a nature. Um, oh, so nature. I'm gonna go with. Uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, let me let me look at my let me look at my character a little bit closer. I do have precognition and, and telekinesis, so that's nice. That seems that seems like I was probably a wonderful teenager. Um, like I made my parents' <laughs> life just absolute hell. Uh, in which case, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do something here that 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 probably is uh has a red mark on my file in the technocracy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna choose rogue as my nature. Uh, rebellion is your gospel and your fame. He's he's got a rebellious streak, and uh, and it's and it's probably been been duly noted in his uh, in his permanent record. So there we go. Nature crusader, frontline fighter for a better tomorrow. Uh, sorry, demeanor crusader and nature rogue. Uh, I love it. Okay, uh, yeah, I think my nature is ide- uh, idealist. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in the the the, the importance of the technocracy, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm either like my demeanor is either celebrant uh, or gallant. Somebody's just fine. Life is fun, like kind of yeah. an easygoing I mean, that guy. Checks out. Just can't. I can't remember. I don't know what best be, but easygoing. Hmm. And also, like your character, if he's young, uh, only knew part of the struggle against the supernatural and now in his like adult years you want oh i'm i'm very young <laughs> oh yeah I, i'm so, not yeah. like teenage labor but i am like maybe college level like i would be in college if i wasn't been, hadn't been brought in as a technocracy guy yep absolutely right, cool. i think i yeah. figured out my character got it all done so i'm ready to introduce awesome 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 um and all right so uh all right let's uh give me a little bit of the storyteller juice because mm-hmm. i'm excited for this mm. Mm. do you guys have any questions about your characters in uh, general yeah i just have one uh, last thing i have to ask um, what's up uh for uh clairvoyance is that just like seeing things from the future not is it like no, because as when the future is precognition, uh, clairvoyance, I believe, is like distant sight. It's like being able to see something that's happening in right now, but in another place. Correct. Okay. And you have it at, I believe, level three. Level so, three. And then so I also you, have psychometry. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. So at level three with clairvoyance, uh, you do have to roll, but if you roll well enough. So at your basic level, like a success one, you get a flash, a glimpse of a place that you have been to. And so I've been to, but at level three, also that is described to you. Um, so you don't have to have been there. It's easier if you've been there already. And mm-hmm. so, for instance, if I said like, Billy, what's going on in your bedroom right now with the success of one, you'd be able to look at it like as if it's from a CCTV camera and be like nothing. And then it would, you would come back. That'd be clairvoyance. Yeah, clear well, what I said. Not, yeah, you yeah, said it's like psychometry. I, I I'm know sorry, clairvoyance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I got gotcha. you. Yep. Um, and psychometry is stuff that's happened in the yeah. past, or is primarily like more of a psychic imprint as opposed to 
right clairvoyance which is like a sight touch and smell sort of thing and also it, it bears mentioning clairvoyance if you roll enough successes with your level you can actually walk around there as a version of like a ghost version of you and investigate mm. an entire area without ever going there cool uh it's very hard <laughs> but you can do it uh and for dan uh your... yeah, so i've got precognition so, so so i mean between the two of us we've got past present and future handled because you've got you've got past and present so past you can you can look at the knife and see if it was if it was the murder weapon or you can look at uh, into the murder scene and if the murder is happening observe it in, in progress yeah uh, i might might just glimpse it before it happens mm -hmm. cool okay actually i think my demeanor is going to be eye of the storm which is shit Ooh, just nice. weird yeah. shit happens around me I like, like so and and i just roll with it like you know you know, despite your calm appearance, chaos and havoc seems just to follow me. From burning cities to emotional upheaval, death and destruction circles you like albatross. For you, life is a never-ending trial of uncertainty around every corner. Gang leaders, political figures, and other influential individuals amplify this eye of the storm archetype. Cool. I dig it. Ooh, that might be a better nature. That's going to be my nature. Idealist is my demeanor. Got it. Nailed it. Nice. I love it. Right. Hey. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go now. Here we go now. Okay, so the way my psychic powers work, it's basically just kind of automatic, really. Mm -hmm. Like I use it reflexively in combat or other fast-paced situations. So just kind of remember that if shit's popping off, uh, if you don't tell me to roll, I should go like, "Yo, do I get to roll precog?" Oh, man. And then I roll. Mm-hmm. Man, telekinesis is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me one second to pull up the uh the game uh description. Because uh, yeah, I, I accidentally fucking close one thing in Google and suddenly everything goes away. It all falls away. <laughs> Nice session before we still need go to the bathroom real quick. Be right back. Do it. Okay. There we go. Sorry about that. Uh, okay, cool. All right. Yep. Yeah. No, we're still good. Yeah. Okay. There we go. There we go. Two. Two. Please stop. Please stop.
Why? 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 I don't understand. Is there a different? I, I, I did the thing you asked. Okay. Fuck it. Okay. Mm. All right. Let's begin. Yeah. Headphones on. All right. I'm good. All right, gentlemen. Here we go. You were both at one time normal people. You led normal lives. You had normal interactions. You had the same experiences with growing up. You grew up with wonder, hardships. You grew into a teenager. You learned angst and struggle and anger. And you grew into your 20s. Perhaps you went to school. Perhaps you did not. Perhaps you fell into the expectations of the people around you. Perhaps you rebelled against those. But one thing was for sure. You were smarter than anyone ever took you for. In some way, you were either more determined and calculating, tougher and self-reflective, or aware and considerate. But you did not just exhibit one thing. You were not simply a tough bastard. You were not simply an intelligent dickhead. There was always another side of the coin that made you human. You weren't simply a cardboard cutout. And it's because of this that you never truly fit in. Perhaps you had jock friends growing up. And they never really liked, though you were physically athletic, they never really liked how you enjoyed some strange things like 18th century gothic erotica or your love of silent films. Uh, if you were part of the nerd set, perhaps they didn't appreciate that you took a liking to parkour and spent time when you could be uh, playing games or doing their nerdy podcast with them, you were tumbling over rooftops. Regardless, there's something about you that always did fit in expertly and did not in some crucial manner. And it's because of this that your life led you down the road to being noticed for your brilliance. But not just your brilliance, you also had an affliction. You both had something that no one could possibly have told you about. You were never warned about. No religion, no school counselor, 
no book, no movie, no anime could have actually told you what you would go through. You have some sort of otherworldly perspective. A perception that pierces the veil of the normal. Maybe you went to maybe you went to doctors and they filled you full of pills. Maybe you kept it quiet and it made you angry and upset. But no matter what, you did not get an answer to it. You only got something to tell you it wasn't there, but you knew it was there. Billy. Billy and Dan, before we get to your psychic abilities, which are a huge influence to your character's backgrounds, I want to hear you introduce your characters and give me an idea of a major moment, most likely disastrous for your characters, where you effectively got given an option, a offer you could not refuse from a government agency that you now know is part of the technocratic union because you became a supernatural hunter. Like the X-Files mixed with supernatural. The truth is out there and God damn, does it have to die? Uh, yeah. Hi. Uh, my name is, uh, get the accent right. My name is Alex Hopper. And, uh, well, I, 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 I grew up like I thought everyone else. You know, I, I, uh, I knew I, I got the kind of the rough end of the stick, uh, foster parents ever since I could remember. Uh, a couple of them were okay. A couple of them beat the shit out of me. Didn't really matter to me that much. Had a little sister. She was great. Um, she was the one that kind of kept me on the straight and narrow. A lot of people like in my position would just become dickheads. And I, not to say I wasn't a dickhead. I was a huge dickhead. But I, I didn't come like an asshole, you know. So, anyways. Uh, you know, once you get out of foster care. And no one really gives a shit about you. You got to kind of make it on your own. No one really prepares you for that. You have school and shit. They say earn good grades and you'll, you know, get to college. But they don't really tell you how to get good grades. And it's hard to get good grades when you're fucking starving. You know what I mean? So uh, I was kicked out of the house once I wasn't making money for uh, my foster parents. And I uh, I did what I did. You know, um. The thing is, like a lot of a lot of people say, you know, I, I just had a really good look after a while. Like, uh, you know, I used to play this game with my friends. Like, I would go to an ATM, and I would just punch in a, a bunch of random numbers, and I'd sometimes be able to glitch it out. Like, I'd found a, I was really good at guessing, like kind of like the the way they 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 set it up. They have to they have like a passcode in it, and then we moved on to me taking wallets, and then I would just you know guess the number by just looking at the card. You know, you, you get a lot of people from the, you know, if a guy has a really bland name like John Smith, all his fucking wallet is filled with nothing but like pictures of his family, you know the password's going to be one, two, three, four, you know? And then eventually I, I started doing that with safes. And then I got caught. 
which was weird because I usually had like a hell of a way of just like detecting when the cops were coming. I just had a gut feeling like a son of a bitch. Then one day, this guy just grabbed me from the alleyway. Cops swarmed me. It was some agent guy from the FBI. Anyways, I was looking at some pretty harsh time and, and the FBI came in and he, he reaches up and he plugs out uh, the, the camera, just rips it out. And I think it's like, okay, here it is. Here it is. They're going to stop beating the kid. They're going to stop beating me. That's fine. I'm first ready for it. It's not my first beating. Then he offered me a job. That was about four years ago. And uh, yeah, I do all right. I uh, Whenever the, the, the agency has me, you know, go and do, do a mission, I do it. I survive so far. And if I, I, I get a couple ch- some cheddar my way every month, got good benefits. But more importantly, um, I get to make sure my sister, she's, uh, she's currently at uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Lawrence. It's, a, it's one of those feminist colleges. It's really nice. <laughs> Anyways, um, she thinks I died of a drug overdose. They say it's better that way, but I, I see her sometimes. She doesn't know it, but I see it. Anyways, uh, that's what I do. I'm uh, Agent <laughs> Agent Alex Hopper. I uh, I get gut feelings. Tends to be true, and I also can read uh, read echoes. I call them. I do all right. I do all right. Agent Alex Harper. You've always known that there's something weird about your perspective. So I have two questions for you. Yeah. One is. You used to have reoccurring nightmares. What were they? And second. You've been briefed on the supernatural threat. Up and down. How much does your character really believe in it? To be very clear, since I didn't want to put fucking points into it, because like I didn't want to like deep dive into all of the uh, the errata and expanse books, you know roughly as much about the world of darkness as you, the players, do. I mean, depending on the play, especially these two players, that's a lot. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> Now, you don't know about the intricacies. You don't know about the Bali or, you know, the changeling kits and stuff like that. You know the different genres exist. Mm. Or they did. Mm. But, Billy, what were your nightmares? And how much do you actually believe in the stuff that they're constantly training you on? Uh, Yeah, my nightmare is, uh, you know, my my father killed my mom. The son of a bitch like that. And uh, sometimes at night, I see it from his perspective. I'm beaten on her. And then the fear, realizing what he'd done. And I know he wanted to kill us. You know, one of those murder-suicide things. But he didn't have time, so he blew his own brains out. I feel the entire thing. And I usually wake up pissing my pants. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh used to be a lot more common back in the day. Um occasionally comes around about once a month. Anyways, uh 
yeah, you know, they pay me enough. I'll believe it anything the fuck they want. <laughs> but uh, if you're if you're asking me truthfully, uh, I don't really see a lot of it. Like, I, I usually I, I kind of see some things when they have me read stuff. So I know it's true. I know there's like werewolves and vampires and changelings and stuff. But it, it, I'm always seeing the echo. Does that make sense? I'm not actually seeing the it in real life. So it's almost like. A, a, a person can say like, oh, I know Freddy Krueger's true because I've seen it on the big screens. But, you know, you don't really believe Freddy Krueger's true because you ain't seen it in real life. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Thank you very much, Agent Alex Harper. All right. Agent Jordan Lee. Reporting for duty. Tell us about yourself. So, I mean, here's, 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 when you're growing up, right, um, so, sometimes uh, you just you just know someone's going to throw a punch at you. You, you. you basically, you see it. You see it coming. You see it, 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 it's, it's like you, it's like a movie place in your head and you just, you see it's, you know, they, they used to say telegraphing a punch. It's, it's more like, it's almost like, uh, you know, videographing a punch. Like you see it, you see the way their face twists, you see the way the punch just comes together and they pull back and they're aiming. You can just see it in your head that if that connects, look, they have the reasons. Sure. I'm sure they have their reasons, but I see a punch coming at me and I'm not the type to just sit there and let it hit. So I usually, and then people say like, Oh, I punch first. I don't punch first. I've never punched first in my whole life. That's a filthy lie. And I will not stand here for it. I always, always fight defensively. I mean, it, even even that one time, right? Even that one time when I was, I mean, look, my life was fine. Mom and dad, they they they, they really did try their best. They really did try their best. They were they were good people, good people. And it's not. I don't think it's their fault that that so many people wanted to punch me. I I I don't. I mean, they couldn't see it. I I could. I could see it, and so. I don't really blame them. They tried their best. I just there were just a lot of people out there that clearly wanted to punch me and and so that had to be that had to be dealt with. And so I was out there dealing with it. And so that night uh, I I was out there as usual just on the streets dealing with the fact that sometimes people just just try and come at me and I see this dude just coming coming down the sidewalk and uh, he's coming right in my direction and I I'm thinking just for a moment like you know it's been a long night hopefully this dude doesn't want trouble he doesn't want to throw a punch he doesn't want to pull a knife on me or anything like that which that's what I'm hoping for that's what I'm hoping for so as, as we as we as I come over I, and I watch him I watch him because that's what I do I read people I'm very observant and I watch him coming and I'm thinking, all right, cool, cool. I'm not getting any vibes off this guy. Everything's cool. And then I see that the guy kind of just gets something, like something kind of just reaches out of an alley and just like yanks him in. Now, the street was empty. I don't think whatever was in that alley really knew that anybody else was there. I think he was, I, I feel, really feel it was like kind of, you know, wrong place, wrong time. But I, I see something like that happen. And it's the same thing. You can't just let it happen. I mean, look, dude didn't try to throw a punch meant he could have been i don't know a friend who knew i had to go find out so i run i run to the alley i'm like hey yo what's up what's up and there will nobody believes me to this day nobody believes me to this day. i swear 
little old lady, sweetest little old lady you ever did see, just in that alley. And there's a dude. There's a dude against the wall, just kind of slumped. I'm seeing this little old lady, and she looks at me. And for a second, I'm like, oh, oh, this little old lady must have gotten lost. Everything must have been fine. And then that's that's when I saw it. That's when I saw it. Look, the little old lady, little old lady, the cameras supposedly said that I just went at her. But I never go at somebody unless they come at me first. And I saw it. I saw it in her eyes. I saw the way. I wish she's throwing a punch. Like, little old ladies aren't supposed to kind of hiss and have fangs at you. So all I know is she was going to bite me. She was going to bite me. So I started punching. And I just, I started punching and I kept punching. And this little lady just would not go down. And I did not know what the fuck was going on. Um, and, and I saw her coming at me one more time with those fangs and then she wasn't there anymore. And I was coded in goo. I don't know what the hell that was, but there were people, there were flashlights, people had weird weapons and I didn't, I mean, I had no idea what the fuck those were until, uh, until, you know, a few weeks later. Once my training was completed, uh, because they, 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 they you know, wh- the, the, the guy that apparently had been tracking the, 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 it turns out vampires are real. What the fuck? Um, the, the tracking the vampire, uh, seemed to be pretty impressed with, uh, what he, uh, called my chutzpah, uh, at, at trying to punch a vampire to death. Lesson learned. Apparently that doesn't work either. Uh, but, but I've learned a lot of other ways to, to, to do things to vampires, uh, since then. So, uh, so it works out. It, it evens. So Dan, yeah. Oh no, you hate being put on the spot. I forgot to ask you your questions before you no, 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 that no, amazing background. Absolutely. Love it. Uh, you once saw a supernatural instance that does not fit in. Mm. with your knowledge of what is out there not not uh vampires or werewolves or changelings never existed by the way that's a myth yeah uh there's no there's no data there's no record of that ever since happening so you imagine it's uh uh it's some sort of uh you know like a mass psychosis yeah Sounds like some Tumblr bullshit to me. Yeah. What's that? Sounds like some like Tumblr bullshit to me. I yeah. Know, yeah. Or it's like how everybody mistakes it's the Berenstein Bears. It's actually the Berenstein Bears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you saw something that when you reported it to your supervisors, mm-hmm. they completely dismissed it. Mm-hmm. And this was years uh, like in the very beginning of your uh, of your trial, uh, not trials, but your uh, training. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was something like you were sent on something innocuous, like run five miles in, you know, like seven minutes or something like hard for a person, but you were being taught the rules of reality, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you saw something that you could not explain and your supervisors summarily dismissed it. That's your first question. The second question Mm -hmm. is you bear a scar from an important moment in your life that scar is self-induced what happened and why did you decide to scar yourself for it all right all right so let's start with the fun one Hmm. you are a uh young agent Mm -hmm. you are not being put on the field yet 
and you are being uh, told to do some dumb shit like retrieve a package from a drop site sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You're still not entirely sure this whole vampire shit is real, but you do know that uh, they kind of have you by the balls. And so they say, you know, vampires are real. You're like, fucking sure. Uh, though you did see it for yourself, kind of, maybe. But who knows? You did maybe a lot of drugs. Maybe you're straight edge. I don't know. What was the thing that did not fit into their like checklist that they didn't believe you? Hmm. So there I was, right? No shit. There I was. There I was, right? Uh, you know, and and this was this was basic training. This was fairly early on. Um this we you know, not e- not even not even originally a mission. We I was out for a run. It was a a a uh you know cold November morning, uh the fog uh across the, the field. And you know, they 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 have these areas out back uh where you know pretty much nobody nobody else goes, back roads, uh that that uh, are closed off from the public for the kind of training that, that we do. Uh, so you can just get out there and you can just haul ass. You can run no one around for what, what seems to be miles, honestly. A uh, great, great place to run. You know, you can just kind of just lose yourself in, 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 in just the distance and the movement and everything else. And, uh, and in the morning like that, well, you know, the, 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 the foggy and cold and the exertion and the stress, well, I, it makes sense. I, I was told later by you know by the psyche valve folks. I was I was told later anyway that it makes perfect sense. And I'm not a psych guy, so I have to take their word for it. That through the mist, uh, you know, the, the, the swirling of the mist, um, I, I conceivably uh, the human eye could could mistake that for uh, just masses of, of flailing tentacles, kind of seeming to, to to rise out of the ground and 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 and, and writhe in, in in various directions um which I, I seemed to glimpse just off out the corner of an eye for a moment and i i looked over in that direction and I, you know they, they they seemed to have slithered the way so i reported it of course uh and and i was summarily told that no i did not in fact see <laughs> any such thing that's silly all right and as for a scar that you carry on your body, where is the scar first and foremost? Hmm. I'm gonna say the scar is, uh... and also, it, where would you put it if it was a tattoo? Hmm. Nah, I don't think that fits with what I was. Okay, what were you gonna though, say? Because Sorry. I was gonna say he's got a scar on the uh, sort of lower right hand side of his torso. Um, it is a a sort of uh, a a puckered kind of puncture wound just under the rib cage. Got that wound? It is it is uh, technically self inflicted in that he got it while trying to drag an innocent out of the line of fire somebody else uh, somebody uh uh was holding a knife on him uh, and it was somebody that he you know had already been clear like he knew this was just an innocent bystander that's a term that the technocracy uses uh sleeper no he's a sleeper but the the, the term that doctor uses for a reality deviant yeah, yeah there's a, a reality deviant was approaching quickly and my only chance to save uh this sleeper's life uh, was to just close a distance, grab them, and take them down with me. 
And I knew there was no way I wasn't getting that knife stuck in me when I did this and I did it anyway. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that scar came from. That scar still hurts sometimes. Yeah. Not because it's a scar, but because you did not have clearance when you survived. You had clearance to be healed. Mm -hmm. You, in fact, stitched yourself up best you could with mundane abilities. Mm -hmm. And then finally, right before you bled out, uh, an EMT crew showed up to stabilize you, and one of them happened to be like you. Both of you are elevated citizens. You are uh, you're known as exceptional citizens. You are exceptional citizens, and the fact that you are helping the technocratic union create uh, create a stable reality and a safe world so that humanity can thrive. And you had everything you needed to survive. However, you found out, you caught some, some conversation uh, over the walkie-talkie. They could stitch you up, but you weren't an agent. You weren't, you, you weren't a, a, an enlightened agent. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones that are the men in black. Those are the ones that can pilot spacecraft you've never heard of. Those are the ones that can do the impossible. Mm -hmm. you, you weren't one of them. So they didn't have clearance to go through the trouble of pulling the piece of the blade that was chipped out into your Ooh, body. Yeah. And it's still there. They decided that there's a deviance rating for it, but it's not paradoxical. Good. It doesn't in induce paradox. It doesn't defy reality to the point where uh, reality starts slapping your ass back for getting uppity. But it's still there. And it hurts in a weird circumstance. Mm -hmm. What's that weird circumstance where randomly your right lower rib area starts hurting? Sure. Uh, it's, let's make it a weird circumstance. Uh, anytime he enters an Italian restaurant, <laughs> it's like legit weird circumstance. Like, so you're safe if you go to the Olive Garden. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> strange. Weirdly enough, though, the song Italian Restaurant also <laughs> triggers it. Yeah. Billy Joel also immediately makes you hurt. Yeah. Just, just, reduced to field position <laughs> on the ground and yeah you are uh so you are weirdly you are it, it hurts the closer you get to an italian restaurant if you're in an italian restaurant it hurts like hell it hurts like you first got stabbed yeah in a weird most in the most useless fucking superpower way of all of your psychic abilities you now are you are you are familiar you are you always know if you're near an Italian, Italian restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go pee real fast. <laughs> I am so excited for these characters. You guys, you, you, you took shit that I just drew up and I'm like, this will be fun. And you guys fucking ran with it. And I love your answers. I will be. That's what we do. <laughs> I love. I mean, both of you, like Billy is a super serious character that is amazing and dan's character's fierce italian restaurant i mean 
You know what? You fucking, you, you know what? You get what you pay for. It all ties together because my origin story comes from vampires and vampires are, you know, uh, they have the garlic thing. And if you want garlic, you go to the Italian restaurant, but I can't go to the Italian restaurant. It's a, it's a, it's a real problem in my line of work. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a pack of Giovanni just waiting for you to show up so they can exactly. fucking throw it down. Where is this guy? What's the putting extra garlic on there, whatever they're eating. <laughs> All right, I'll be right back. You guys. Okay, kids. I'm excited. All right. All right. This was so much more fruitful than I was prepared for. So uh, <laughs> let's get to Kraken. So you are both agents of what you know is the technocratic union. You've been sworn to secrecy about its existence and its mission because, as you have found out, its existence has ensured your existence. The technocratic union exists specifically to eradicate the supernatural threats that actually do fucking exist in some way departed from the lore, but not entirely separate from it. Of ghosts and werewolves and vampires and specters and uh, goat people and everything in between. But the technocratic union has existed conceivably forever. Or at least that's what you've been told. And you are part of a hierarchy that helps eliminate supernatural threats or at least investigate them. In your own way, not all of you are expected to be everything. However, the enlightened agents, as they are known, or just capital A agents, are. They are everything. They are capable of breaking the limits of human capability, of conceivable human capability. You watch a Captain America movie and it's like, oh yeah, but an agent looks at that and it's like, that's fucking adorable. And I do that every day of my life. So you are part of the technocracy where you are, uh, you are, you are citizens who are helping, but you are elevated citizens. Now in your experience, you have been sent to investigate and or eliminate supernatural threats. Small things, small things like uh, ghost children, which may or may not have existed because it involves you bringing items you don't understand to place down, press a button and get the fuck out. Sure, there are weird voices. Sure, a bunch of doors closed all at once. But like ghost kids, that's kind of fucking insane and also dumb. Uh, You've had to go to a pool of water that collected in Central Park. By the way, this is taking place in New York City. In Central Park, that was black as onyx, and you had to throw buckets after buckets of salt into it and then electrocute it with a prong. And then you just left. That was it. You get weird jobs. You've gotten weird jobs. But every year, there is one night where it is all hands on deck. Holy fucking shit. This is the best and worst time 
to hunt for supernaturals and you have talked to other agents such as yourself and you've exchanged war stories and they always say the same night. Festival of St. Gennaro, Little Italy. Fuck. <laughs> for you. For me. <laughs> oh, I'm on my side. Oh, sweet Christ. Oh, it's so authentic. Italian. Uh, it is October 31st when everyone is supposed to look like a monster. So there are some upsides to this. One. Nobody questions if you use uh, some extra scientific objects because it's all supposed to be part of a performance, right? Downside. Every fucking supernatural creature gets to walk around like they just normally are. Every vampire, every werewolf, every goat man, because changelings aren't real. Every ghost gets to, you know, consume the the intelligence of a person and ride their body until they die. So it's great, but it's awful. But this here is different because this is the first year that the technocratic union, your employers, have declared victory. The war against the monsters has been won. They have been cast to the darkness. They have been scattered to the winds. It is only a matter of time before there is nothing left, not a trace of what they were. And humanity will finally be safe and free, Asterix. And you two have been given the night off. Jeez. I did, did, didn't think that was that was possible. Damn. So you two know each other. You've met. Yes. You both work in New York City. And also, as you've learned, the technocracy does not have an unlimited amount of people. It, in fact, has a very, very concentrated amount of people who are very, very good at their jobs. So instead of drowning their opponents with numbers, they drown them with uh, competence, <laughs> effectively. They just send the best people. You happen to be the best people for your, <clears throat> stat for your status. Mm -hmm. And you have the night off. How did you two first meet? It doesn't have to be in a mission. Uh, Dan, how, Dan, how old is your character? Uh, you know, he's probably early uh let's say mid-20s mid-20s like he's because he, he's been through training yes. he's got a little bit of experience uh but he's still like relatively young agent he hasn't hit 30 yet he's mid mid to late 20s yeah there's a thing in the technocracy uh david where um you you, you start out with a lot of young people trying to become techno technocracy mm -hmm. agents um and then most of those disappear or they don't return most likely they all die during some mission. You know, you know, us throwing buckets of salt and electrocuting an onyx pool, that's usually fine nine out of ten times, but the tenth time something comes out and eats the agent mm -hmm. doing it. So Dan and me are in that weird position where 
we don't really know anybody from our class. I say in uh, <laughs> that's alive. Yeah. Like we are the two that made it through that. So we're that weird mid twenties sort of energy that um, is is a weird place for the technocracy because there's a lot of old people, old old badasses, and there's a lot of young newbies who don't really know and they won't survive that long. The mid tiers, it's eh, still kind of out. So Dan and me know each other just for the fact that we nodded at each other at orientation, and then we kept on nodding at each other uh, as the class got smaller and smaller, agents came less and less, and then finally it was just us walking into a room saying, oh, should we wait for the others? And they're like, oh, there's no need. Let's begin. So Dan and me, we're not But at some point we had to learn each other's names. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're just kind of like the the people in the room that always showed up. Okay, so yeah, so that that's our that's our life. That we're the guys that showed up and no one else did. To make a note, Dan, your name is Agent Jordan Lee, correct? And Billy, your name is Agent Alex Harper. So, if anybody yeah. wants to write that down, or no, okay, cool. Dude. Oh, yeah. You guys have access to your character sheets. I have technology to do that for me. Yes. Uh, Technocracy to do that. Uh, All right. So, and you both got, since you're very well paid, you both got tickets to an amazing Halloween party. It is in an enormous three-story sprawling Victorian estate that was attached or is attached to an old bank in Red Hook, Brooklyn. It is a impossible structure that if you drove through, you would assume is a, uh, you know, like a a, a Whole Foods because Whole Foods has a tendency to buy those places. Um, or an old church, but it is massive. Can I change that a little By bit, Dave? Means, my Just a, a quick yeah. statement you said. Uh, I got invited to this mm-hmm. thing and my date canceled. My best friend's not picking up because they all had plans. Everybody had plans. So I had this extra ticket for this thing that I knew was like, you know, a big deal. So I finally kind of whittled down like my options and said, like, wouldn't this be funny? Kind of a, a, a celebration, a last hurrah with uh with the agent, Agent Jordan, you know, like he's a good guy. He deserves it. So I'm gonna offer him my my second ticket that I had. Agent Jordan, what were you doing on the night of Halloween, uh early, early like Halloween, so it was like two PM when you got the invite on your uh on your phone? Fo- All of your phones obviously are encrypted to a degree that like most modern man would find super science. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think Jordan, I think Jordan, uh, Halloween hasn't been a huge thing for him. So I, uh, I think he had been, uh, just realizing that it was in fact Halloween. He, he was just so happy to have a day off, honestly. Uh, and then he started seeing like, you know, people walking around Manhattan with, with costumes, little goblins. And he yeah. reaches for a knife. Like exactly. Wait. I was like, wait, wait, <laughs> And yeah, he looked up as kind of, oh, shit. Oh. So he didn't really have any plans. He, he, he had nothing. He, he had just, his plans had been like stay home and play video games, most likely. So when he got the invite, 
I think he was surprised, but yeah, they went like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, I didn't have any other plans. So yeah, that, that he's like, it wasn't like particularly, oh shit, yeah, I was hoping for this. It was sort of like, yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, the, the alternative was stay home. Yeah, we, we, we're in a weird relationship where um, we assumed the other was going to die, so we never got yeah. close. But now that <laughs> exactly. we've been told that, like, technocracy succeeded, you survived the war, yeah. we're like, oh, God, I guess we need to make yeah. friends, I guess. I mean, and, and, and okay. who else can I, like, have a conversation Remember with that, yeah. about, like, anything <laughs> in my life? Yeah, imagine, imagine going out and talking to, like, a bunch of hipsters. They're like, what do you do for a living? I throw goat blood into the fountain <laughs> at night. Yeah, how about you? <laughs> No, it honestly reminds me of professional wrestlers. Yeah. When it's like, when, yeah. like, why are they all friends? Why do they always marry each other? It's like, because they have such a fucking weird life. Like, like so no one else will understand. Yeah. So far beyond yeah. the normal person. Like, we can conceive of what it is to be a fucking tr- a day trader. And like, this, we, we have an idea. Yeah. We cannot imagine what it's like. How is work, honey? I got thrown through three tables. <laughs> Uh, all right. One cool. of them screamed. I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So, you show up both to the party. What are you dressed as? Oh wait, no, 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 no. I'm gonna read this first. Y'all can think about it. Oh boy, y'all can think about it. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you step into the grand ballroom, the pulsating energy of Halloween night envelops you. The room is a kaleidoscope of color and motion, filled with partygoers donned in extravagant costumes. Witches mingle with spectral figures, and fantastical creatures of lore laugh alongside futuristic beings. The air is thick with the aroma of spiced pumpkin and mulled cider, beer hard liquor, and cannabis mixed with the underlying scent of excitement and anticipation. Above, a grand chandelier casts a warm, flickering glow, casting long shadows that dance along the walls. The DJ's booth is alive with vibrant beats, the rhythms resonating through the crowd, compelling even the most reserved to sway to music. Laughter and chatter fill the air, creating a cacophony of jubilant celebration. Yet, amidst the revelry, you can't shake off a sense of watchfulness. Your years of hunting the supernatural have honed your instincts, and they tingle slightly at the back of your neck. Since the technocracy's victory, nights like these have become more common, an opportunity to unwind and let loose. But old habits die hard and a part of you remains alert, scanning the crowd. After all, in a world where reality was once a battleground of mystical forces, can one ever truly relax? Or is this just the calm before another, more sinister storm? Dan, that awkward moment when we both realize we're wearing the same costume? And it's Fox Mulder. All right, all right. (laughs) Thank you.